Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Four times a week for you. Hello! And welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Another episode. Another day in the life. Another night. Another dusk. Another dawn. Every rose has its thorn. Except for Rose McGowan. No thorns. Pure goddess. I gotta tell you something. This is how impressionable I am. I was alright with Rose McGowan. Then things started getting a little kooky and I was like, I don't know about Rose McGowan. And I have this friend, I guess he's friends with Rose McGowan, posts something on Instagram. Rose McGowan writes, Oh, I love you! And I'm like, oh, maybe she's nice. She's friends with my friend. Not good logic. I mean, you know. I have friends who've probably been friends with killers. I don't even... Even my own friends. There's some real questionable ones. Who's your most questionable friend? Write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y. W is for winner. E is for excellent. A is for awesome. K is for cool. L is for... Legendary. And Y is for... Yes! At gmail.com. G is for Gmail. M is for mail. A is for airmail. I is for... Envelope. And L is for letter. Dot com. Okay, that's what you should write if you want to let me know who your most problematic friend is. But I'm not going to talk about that right now. That's not what I have to say. I don't want to talk about that. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to talk about something relating to cancel culture. But tonight, today, just a good time. Just a fun good time. Responding to a question uh, asked, not a question, but a topic put forward by uh, the great Catherine McCormick, who sent me a letter. Um... She's got a podcast. Look it up. Look up Catherine McCormick. Very interesting, talented person and a great supporter of the show. And I really appreciate anyone who has supported the show. And I really want to let everyone know who's been listening to the show. Thank you. Because this is a work in progress. It's improved. I'm proud of where it's getting to. Um, And you've weathered it through just it being in one ear. You've weathered it through bad gain, too loud, too quiet, and uh, I'm just really thankful that you're still here. So, um, uh, that's a thing. Anyway, I uh, uh, got an email from Catherine McCormick pointing me to the attention of something called attention restoration therapy and natural deficit disorder. She wanted to know my thoughts on these two things. Um, Catherine then said, I find both of these ideas compelling, but maybe a little reductive. And um, just to give you an idea of what these are, um, 
they're both very similar concepts. First of all, I don't trust anything that's like. Uh, I don't trust anything that's kind of named like a real thing, but might not be a real thing. So attention restoration theory, to me, that sounds like gay conversion. I mean, it's not attention deficit disorder is not about a deficit of detention, uh, detention. Oh, there won't be a deficit of detention if you got ADD. No, it's, it's, uh, it's a deficit of attention that's not exactly what it is it's just that it's a deficit you could call it a deficit of interest in certain topics the things that you're crazy for you're crazy for most of the time and you have all the time in the world for them and you put all the time in the world for them so even that thing <clears throat> attention restoration i don't think that's accurate and i think that that uh feeds into this idea where people go oh well everyone has add it's an add culture and it's like no it's a culture formed by, you know, greatly influenced by those who have ADHD and ADD because they're very creative people and they impact pop culture. Sometimes they're pioneers in a field. But most of the people within this don't have ADD, so they'll get very minor, mild symptoms compared to people who have them. In my opinion, not a doctor, not an American citizen, not a homeowner, not a contractor, not employed my opinion but wise so uh <laughs> i guess i'm sort of proving maybe that there is such a thing as a deficit of attention but attention restoration theory is essentially the idea that you could go into nature especially kids because they have very malleable brains and that nature in itself improves the attention span improves focus and improves the ability to concentrate uh, I mean, I would never deny those things as much as I'm kind of harshing on them. Um, I think uh, that it's... I lost myself there. I'm booking my trip to Montreal with a very nice person and, uh, you know, there's always some issues. February 14th in Montreal with Dave Hill at the Casa del Popolo. I mean, the idea of nature restoring your focus, restoring your concentration. Think about the situations where you'd be in nature. No one's around you. There's no TV. No phone. It's you and the sun and the grass and the water. What aren't? What are you going to do? Be distracted? By the way, I've been distracted in nature. Oh, look, a grasshopper. Oh, look, a dragonfly. Oh, look... Uh, bear! Oh no! And then there's just mud! I haven't gotten to what the topography looks like. I'm still focusing on the animals. So, yes, I think that kind of thing improves it. But I think anywhere that is calm, anywhere that is relatively static, anywhere that doesn't have things for you to distract yourself with, you will find an improvement in concentration. So... I mean, I believe that theory is true, but what's the root of that? You know what I'm saying? Is it the root, the tree root? No. I don't think it's the tree. I mean, feed the tree, as Belly told us. Don't be a, don't be a screaming tree. If you don't feed the tree, it's going to be a screaming tree. 
So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's correct. Uh, like so many things with this topic, you know, it has an element of seemingly obvious, but seemingly obvious is, is a dicey thing because I don't know about you. I have to just have things pounded into my head over and over and over again. I'm talking like decade upon decade. Um, so yeah, that's what's up with me. Um, and, and, uh, tension restoration dis disorder. I think it's real, but I think if people are trying to professionally use it as a means of rehabilitating kids with the ADD, I'd be really worried that it was a uh, bit of a, a money grab unless it was free. So then nature deficit disorder, really similar, you know, um, nature deficit disorder. Absolutely true. I mean, you know, green space, it's, it's basically the idea that there's, if people don't have, uh, exposure to green space, they're, they're more prone to mood disorders and depression and stuff. And I mean, think of what that means. It's like to be surrounded by things that are only man-made. That's insane to hear. Unless we're talking about VR. Put me inside of VR any day. But, yeah, just obviously, you know, being in nature, being around green, being around water that's hopefully clean, you know, chipmunks, uh, storks, pelicans, chameleons, newts, and skinks is a wonderful thing, but yeah, it just is. I mean, that's why, you know, you read about Robinson Crusoe, the guy never had a cold in his life. I'm assuming. I haven't read the book in quite some time. Swiss Family Robinson Crusoe. Is it, are they the same? Somebody has to email me, weeklypodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, that's my take. These things are helpful. These are treatments. These are not the only treatment. I mean, with ADHD and ADD and any kind of mood disorder, I say throw everything you can at it, and it's probably going to be a holistic solution that works, i.e. the multi-tiered approach. Uh, yeah, and, and I think you're going to see real change that way. I think if I were just on pills... I wouldn't be doing as well. I haven't done as well when I've been on, just on pills. If I were just meditating, I don't know if it would be as good as if I were also on pills. And for me, it's just educating yourself on the stuff is like the most important. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like a zebra in a horse world. I understand why people would say, don't, I don't want to be labeled. Don't label me, man. Imagine you were just going through life all fine, and then suddenly people are like, oh, you know, you have a learning disability. You, you can't do nothing. Of course, I'm exaggerating what the thing is. Uh, you know, that's quite a lot to be piled on with. And plus, labeling is really interesting because it's really just taking a series of things that you do that are not necessarily interconnected and saying, no, these are interconnected. And to figure out this interconnected series of things, we'll name it something, and then it'll be in that category. I mean, that's complicated, and it's kind of uncomfortable. So, 
Baby boy and girl, me get it. Did I tell you that that movie I'm in, Sundowners, is streaming on CBC Gem, and I think it's on Amazon Prime in the U.S.? Uh, check it out. And another thing that you really got to check out is the Neil Hamburger musical album, Still Dwelling, produced by Eric Paparazzi. And uh, it's just an amazingly um, orchestrated release with like great covers and it's really funny and it's quite professionally done and it's fun to listen to and uh it's on drag city so so be sure you pick that up and uh yeah if you're uh, around on uh february 10th i'll be at the transac at 3 p.m with al senior in the front room february 14th i'll be with dave hill at casa del popolo make armada micah armada and everardo ramirez and then the 16th, I'll be opening up for a screening of Howard the Duck at the Royal Cinema in Toronto. What else lies around the corner? Only the shadow knows. Have a great night. Have a great day. Have a great life. What's up, party people? Thank you for listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I really appreciate it. Um, you could support the podcast in numerous ways. The best way is definitely sharing the podcast, telling your friends, telling people you like it, telling me you like it, reviewing it on iTunes, rating it on iTunes, subscribing to us there, subscribing to us anywhere, SoundCloud, Podbean, whatever, and uh, making sure you download it as well. You can also become a member of my Patreon if you want to offer up a monthly fee that will keep me giving you four episodes a week, interviews, life tips, meditations, all kinds of stuff. There's perks. Check into it. And uh, this is the only non-GMO podcast in the entire universe. Uh, Duncan Trussell has point zero 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 half of one GMO in his podcast. Joe Rogan is actually 30% GMOs. Um, Lots of ones, you know, there's lots of GMOs in a lot of podcasts, but this has no GMOs. And uh, you can donate one time, two, at donorbox.com slash nick-flanagan-weekly. That's just a way you can throw me a buck or two whenever you want. And of course, you could buy my album at nickflanagan.bandcamp.com I've got a tiny letter if you want to sign up to a newsletter at my website, that's fine podcast has social media it's all fun you'll enjoy supporting any of this if you like the goofiness that I provide alright, bye thank you Nick Flanagan Weekly Nick Flanagan Weekly, four times a week for you.